Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Based Liberty, fellow thought criminal. What's going on? Welcome to Based Liberty, episode 79. I'm your host, Darren Wisely, and I'm back. I know it's been quite some time, and I do apologize for that. I really do miss talking to you guys and interacting with like-minded people who are actually sane in this clown world. Um, Honestly, I just had, and still have, a ton of going on. So for those of you who don't know, I've got my own law practice set up now here in my hometown, and that just hasn't given me any time really to record. Um, Things are going great, it's awesome, but it just takes a lot of work getting set up, and I've just been swamped with work, which of course is a blessing. The last thing you'd want is to hang your shingle and uh, wait for the phone to go off and twiddle your thumbs, but a lot of that is just People I've known in the community, I mean, I haven't spent a dime on marketing, all referrals, so it's really great. I really appreciate my kind of community support and belief in me, and it's it's been really awesome, but I really do appreciate your guys' patience for bearing with me in this process, and hopefully I can get on more of a schedule and, and get more shows out to you guys more regularly. The crazy thing is, now I've been doing this show for over a year, so time really does fly. Unfortunately, it seems like this fall is going to be <laughs> a lot like last fall, which is why I started the show in the first place, because I could just tell we were headed for more insanity. And at, w- at one point, I was on pace to get over 100 shows in a year, and obviously I didn't hit that mark, but hey, we're about quality over quantity, am I right? So, I thought it'd be kind of cool to do a legal topic on that note, and I thought I'd do a show on that Indiana University case, I'm sure you heard about it, and, and just some thoughts on these vaccines they're, they're trying to mandate on all of us. So, if you recall, I talked about it on the show, and you might have been able to see it on my website, I wrote an article in June on Mises Wire, it's called... Government schools use COVID as an excuse to tighten totalitarian grip. That was June 1st of this year. And again, if you go to my website, basedliberty.com, you can find it right there. Uh, But that was in response to my alma mater, Indiana University, um, instituting COVID-19 vaccine requirements, which is just, it's utterly absurd. Um, It's ridiculous on its face. And... Even just from a contract perspective, say you're a junior going into your senior year, now all of a sudden they can unilaterally tell you you have to get the jab. That doesn't make any sense, right? Because you agreed to follow certain terms and conditions to go to school there. Maybe you did have to have, you know, certain health things or whatever taken care of, but they can't unilaterally change it, right? That's, you know, centuries, millennia old contract law is one party can't unilaterally change it. So... I'm just talking about how these schools were coercing students. At that time, it was about 300 schools were doing it. Now I heard it's over 500. I haven't kept up super well on all that. But that just kind of set the table for everything going on. 
And since then, I hear a lot of people come to me, you know, my kids are going off to school, going to be a freshman. What can we do? And same thing with employers. You know, a lot of these employers are doing the same thing, especially at hospitals, health clinics. Um, Pfizer is here in southwest Michigan. What can we do? What can we do? Well, I'm, <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but my advice is stay there and get fired. Um, this way you can at least get the unemployment they're dishing out till infinity, apparently. But, but honestly, in some of the, when it comes to an employer, some of these people might be bluffing. You know, they might not want to go out and hire new employees. They might, but what they're doing is they want you to get the vax, so they're going to try to twist your arm, hoping you'll get it, or get you to quit. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to can you if you stay there, but the smart thing to do as an, from an employee perspective is say, look, I'm not doing it. Show up to work as usual. You know, one day you come in and you get that notice you're terminated. Um, there's not a lot you can do, and I'm sorry to say that, but my advice would be just at least call out their bluff because you never know. Some of these people might not be able to fill your spot. So, but, but with the schools, that's where it is just completely draconian and people say well just don't go to school there well over 500 schools are doing this i mean it's not just a thing where 10 schools are doing it what do you do um you know if this is the type of school who has a type of training for a very specific vocation what do you do and it's unfortunate because i want i would love to help someone out whether it's with an employer with a student but you know i don't want to you know, blow smoke up your butt and say, oh, yeah, you know, we'll fight this in the court. And, and you know, it's now <laughs> the courts sign off on everything government does. And as I it's been a theme of this show and this episode is going to talk about that right there. You never count on the courts to defend liberty. Look at <laughs> look at American history. If you need an example there, unfortunately. Now, can you get little wins here and there? You get in front of the right judge. You help one person out. Yeah. And you know, that's what I do, and that's awesome. But in terms of a broad, sweeping court opinion, you know, Supreme Court, appellate court, that's just going to reverse everything and, and provide all this freedom and liberty, I mean, come on. Live in the real world here, please. So, that's that. And I just want to say, remember in February how I predicted this? I said that, they're not going to run around door to door, dragging you out of your house and, and shoving a jab in your arm. Now, are they? What they're going to do is make it so you can't do anything unless you have the vaccine. So then people are stuck between a rock and a hard place where what do they do? Well, they either have to take it to do either their career, education, you know, normal social functions, things they enjoy, or they can just kind of be... Out, out of society, if they figure out how to make it on their own, they're fine kind of a thing. So this is exactly what they're doing by all these employers clamping down, clamping down on it and these universities doing the same thing. Um, it's exactly how I thought they would do things. It's exactly what they're doing. Now, you know, some pushback has helped, like the vaccine passports when that was a big thing. Um, those really got stalled by enough opposition. So don't give up. Don't not push back. Obviously, push back with everything you got, everything you can. 
I'm just saying don't think the courts are going to come in and save the day because they're not. <laughs> and the Ferengis up there pushing things, they're just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I mean, government moves in one direction. It grows. It's like those little dinosaurs you get as a kid. You throw them in water. They just keep getting bigger. <laughs> they don't ever shrink. You can contain it. But that's why massive decentralization is the only answer because you have this giant government. Look, look what it does. 40% of the money in circulation this year was printed in 2020. They just give themselves a free pass to spend money on whatever they want and do whatever they want. <laughs> so anyways, before I get on a tangent there, let's get to the Indiana University case. So just to set the background... And this is a real short case. If you're bored, you want to look it up and read it, go for it. Um, so there was, I think there's like eight or nine students, and they wanted to challenge Indiana University's, you know, total bullshit vaccine <laughs> mandate policy. So while they're waiting for an outcome, they filed for an injunction so that they could still go to school, not have to take the vaccine while this case is being decided. So the district court ruled against them. They take it up to the Court of Appeals. And so this is the ruling just on the injunction. So in theory, they could still win on the on the case, on the substance. Um, not going to happen if you look at the way the injunction's going. Usually an injunction is going to be a good indicator of how the case is. Doesn't always mean that's going to be the outcome. But when you look at this, you'll know what I'm saying. This is only four pages long. <laughs> So I can probably just go through it here right on the show. So this is Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. So that's the second highest court in the federal court system. And again, this is against my alma mater where I went to law school, Indiana University. Uh, never give a dime to these, these just corrupt uh, people. So decided August 2nd. Opinion reads, starting next September, all students at Indiana University must be vaccinated against COVID-19 unless they are exempt for religious or medical reasons. So right there, you can get an exemption if you say my religion or some other medical thing uh, protects me against it, but just wait for it, okay? Exempt students must wear, must wear masks and be tested for the disease twice a week. So even if you get this exemption and fill out all their paperwork, go through all their process, you still have to wear a mask all the time and look like a clown and be tested twice a week. That means you go in there, have whatever the hell it is shoved up your nose, who knows what's in that thing, twice a week. Eight students contend in this suit that the conditions of attendance violate the due process clause of the 14th Amendment. The district court denied plaintiff's request for a preliminary injunction. They ask us to issue an injunction pending appeal. Given Jacobson v. Massachusetts, which holds that a state may require all members of the public to be vaccinated against smallpox, there can't be a constitutional problem with a vaccine against SARS-CoV-2. So Jacobson is this 1905 absolute garbage case um, where this guy had to pay like a $5 fine or something like that. And of course, they're going to use this 115-year-old case here as their president. That's what the courts do. If, if they want it to go a certain way, then they just cite a case. And if they don't, 
and if they don't want to rule nine with a case, well, then they just draw a distinction. Oh, this case is different here, but they're going to say when they want it to go a certain way, well, this is just like Jacobson. <laughs> That's how it works. Plaintiffs assert that the rational basis standard used in Jacobson does not offer enough protection for their interests, and the courts should not be as deferential to, to the decisions of public bodies as Jacobson was. But a court of appeals must apply the law established by the Supreme Court. Plaintiffs invoke some substantive due process under Washington v. Glucksburg and other decisions. Such an argument depends on the existence of a fundamental right ingrained in the American legal tradition. Yet Jacobson, which sustained a criminal conviction for refusing to be vaccinated, shows the plaintiffs lack such a right. To the contrary, vaccination requirements, like other public health measures, have been common in this nation. And the case is easier than Jacobson for the university for two reasons. First, Jacobson sustained a vaccination requirement that lacked exceptions for adults. But Indiana University has exceptions for persons who declare vaccination incompatible with their religious beliefs and persons for whom vaccination is medi medically, medically contradicted. The problems that may arise when a state refuses to make accommodations, therefore, are not present in this case. Indeed, six of the eight plaintiffs have claimed their religious exemption, and a seventh is eligible for it. The plaintiffs just need to wear masks and be tested, requirements that are not constitutionally problematic. <laughs> you hear that? So... They just need to wear masks and be tested. That's not constitutionally problematic. Why? Because they said so. Of course. <laughs> but this gets better. J just, just wait for it here. Second, Indiana does not require every adult member of the public to be vaccinated, as Massachusetts did in Jacobson. Vaccination is instead a condition of attending Indiana University. People who do not want to be vaccinated might go elsewhere. Many universities require vaccination against SARS-CoV-2, but many others do not. Plaintiffs have ample educational opportunities. See, right there. A condition of attending. Well, maybe if you're a freshman, I, I somewhat understand that argument. But if you're going to be a senior, what are you going to do? Transfer all your credits? Find another? I mean, that's not so easy as they're just making it out to be. Um, and you want to go elsewhere, well, again, what if a school, what if there's only 10 schools that have the type of occupation you want to work in as a degree, and they all require it? Well, then what? You're just going to go elsewhere? I like how they just write it off in this just totally garbage <laughs> four-page opinion. We assume that with plaintiffs that they have a right in bodily integrity. They also have a right to hold property. Yet they or their parents must surrender property to attend Indiana University. Undergraduates must part with at least $11,000 a year in state tuition, even though Indiana could not summarily confiscate that sum from all residents of college age. So they're comparing the fact that you pay tuition to the fact that you have to get vaccinated. Other conditions of enrollment are normal and proper. The First Amendment means that a state cannot tell anyone what to read or write. But a state university may demand that students read things they prefer not to read and write things they prefer not to write. A student must read what a professor assigns, even if the student deems the books heretic heretical. 
and must write exams or essays as required. <laughs> so, again, they're comparing, well, you have to read and write what a professor tells you so we can make you get a vaccination or wear a mask and look like a clown everywhere and get this stupid-ass thing shoved up your nose twice a week. I mean, that's their compare. This, that's, this is the appellate court of the United States. This is the level of legal analysis they go to. Man, I mean, this is some real critical thinking, isn't it? <laughs> that's the distinction they draw. That's what I'm saying when I tell you it is outcomes are reverse engineered. If they want a certain outcome, they will pull some rabbit out their ass and make it happen. And yes, we're, you know, law schools and, uh, you know, all these institutions just praise the, the august Supreme Court. They're, they're this star chamber of, oh, they're so smart. <laughs> these are the kind of opinions you get. These are these legal experts who, who spend all this time and they know so much in their faculty staff at, you know, whatever university and, oh, okay. Ooh, man. If conditions of higher education may include surrendering property and following instructions about what to read and write, it is hard to see a greater problem with medical conditions that will help all students remain safe when learning. And how exactly is that going to make them remain safe? You see, there's nothing in here about the veracity, how well the so-called vaccine, you know, I'm being ex extremely gratuitous calling it a vaccine just for purposes of argument, but we all know it's, a, it's an experimental injection and in some cases probably a placebo. A university will have trouble operating when each student fears that everyone else may be spreading disease. How about the people afraid of the disease can stay home? How about they can wear a mask? They can get vaccinated. If their vaccine works, why does that, why do other people have to do it? <laughs> this is so stupid. These people, this, the whole thing is so stupid. These are the times we live in. Few people want to return to remote education, and we do not think that the Constitution forces the distance learning approach on a university that believes vaccination will make in-person operations safe enough. The motion for an injunction pending appeal is denied. <laughs> and there you have it, man. <laughs> the august opinion here of the Seventh Circuit. Wow. The injunction was denied. The students then appealed it up to the Supreme Court and uh, Justice Barrett, you know, the Trump appointee who's going to be so awesome. Um, oh, she denied. She, she didn't really care to hear about this. So, ah, uh, okay. This is just article ABC News. Justice Barrett rejects Indiana University students' vaccine mandate appeal. The justice did, did not give a reason for her decision. Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett denied a bid by eight Indiana University students Thursday to stop their school from requiring all students to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Barrett rejected the request without specifying the reasoning behind her decision. The case, the first of its kind to reach the Supreme Court, comes after several lower courts similarly rejected the Indiana University students' argument that they were being coerced into getting vaccinated. So the IU students 
lawyer comments. He's not happy about it, obviously. Then, uh, you know, this idiot law professor, we've got a Trump-appointed judge in a relatively conservative district dealing with an issue that I think will be before a variety of courts, Feldman said. My guess is we're going to see other opinions that track this opinion. The law is on the judge's side, he added. <laughs> the law? What What law? Can, can, you please, can you please point that out to us? Or, oh, okay. Yeah, you're just... You're just like them. You just make it up as you go. Okay. The lawsuit alleged that the university violated students' rights, as well as Indiana's recently passed vaccine passport law, which prohibits state and local governments from creating or requiring vaccine passports. In the lawsuit, the students claimed they were being coerced into vaccination and that if they did not comply, they would face the threat of virtual expulsion from school. In June, school administrators announced the students would have a to verify their vaccination status with the school unless they applied for a medical or religious exemption. Those without exemptions could have their class schedules canceled, their student IDs deactivated, and wouldn't be allowed to participate in on-campus activities, according to the lawsuit. And this other clown U.S. district judge says the balance of harms doesn't weigh in the student's favor. Oh, I mean, again, if you accept this whole phony baloney COVID narrative, well, then maybe so, but <laughs> who's dying from COVID? <sighs> oh, you know, my brother's dogs, cousins, mailman's uh, delivery, uh, Uber driver, you know, he died. Oh, okay. I think we should all be vaccinated with an experimental jab uh, just for that. that. That's what I think. Hmm. Contrary to the students' claims, they were being forced into unwanted medical treatment. The judge said students could choose from alternatives, including getting a vaccine, applying for an exemption, medical deferral, taking a semester off, or going to another school or taking online classes. See? You have so many options. <laughs> I mean, do these people... They can't be serious. I mean, they have to know they're complete jokers. Oh, Feldman points to the Jacobson case. I've already talked about that, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not even going to give these people um, the validity of going through that case and taking it seriously, like they are. Oh, but I do like, he this Feldman guy says, one would expect, based upon Jacobson and many, many cases that have followed it, that courts are more likely to support the mandate than to find against it. Feld Feldman described the ruling as awfully detailed and thoughtful. <laughs> I just read you that four-page opinion. Awfully, did you find that awfully detailed and thoughtful? I mean, maybe the jab is just killing these people's brain cells. <laughs> hmm. Oh, my gosh. So that's pretty much the article, but, yep. Coney Barrett, this supposed hero, blah, blah, she, she isn't having it, um, and you can just see why I feel like I do about the legal profession, because you just have absolute clowns who take themselves seriously with, with comments like this, um, and it's all over, every area of law, whatever you name it, um, that's what you get, so... Hate to be the bearer of bad news, that's what it is. I mean, that's why getting control of your local government, um, 
surrounding yourself with like-minded people. I mean, that's really the only answer in getting more people on our side with shows like this. Um, Because you can see the tyranny is just growing and growing. And in certain areas, we can stop it. We can hold it back, maybe even reverse it. But it's got to take enough people to just say no. I mean, the people that don't really want to do it, but they comply, well, they're, they're making it harder on us. You see, if no, if, if no one wants to do something, whatever it is, because you're forced to take a vaccine, well, that's going to send a message, right? If no one's going to these universities or if no one's going into uh, this city that requires it, like New York or, or say it's a restaurant or a store, that's the free market at work. I mean, we, we don't really have a free market. I understand that, but you know what I mean. So that's what it comes down to. And anyone who's pushing this, I don't have time for them. I'm not, you know, we're, we're two years in almost, and you're still talking about wearing masks and, and being afraid. What's there to be afraid of? Talking about cases? I mean, these people are so delusional. At this point, I cannot have a serious discussion with anyone pushing this completely false COVID narrative. And you can see all the damage is done, but no one's talking about that now, are they? So, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for bearing with me. I'll try to have more content out here soon. Hope you enjoyed the show. Send me your suggestions. And uh, take care. Have a good week. What is democracy? What is democracy? got something to do with young men killing each other. When it comes my turn, will you want me to go? For democracy, any man would give his only begotten son.